0: Some men do say King Arthur is not dead, but by the will of our Lord Jesus sleeps, yet to awake, deathless and reassure us, and therefore is it that grave where he is laid, this legend hath that still his kingdom keeps. i'm jeremy greer i'm chris Mosier. and this is still his kingdom keeps the creepy but necessary podcast where chris and i cover every single episode of the bbc version of merlin and we're back with season one episode 11 chris it's memorial day how are you doing today i'm i'm relaxed
1: for the first time in a long time jeremy you, i feel relaxed i was gonna my did, voice doesn't
0: sound good but i feel relaxed your, your voice sounds fine um I, I was going to mention that uh, over the last week or so, you've been increasingly stressed out for various uh, various life reasons, but like today in the outtakes, like you and I were just chatting like casually. like You weren't even like stress chatting, because I think sometimes you use the outtakes to do a little stress chatting, but we weren't yeah, even you doing
1: know, that. I, I definitely become insane when mm-hmm. I get stressed out, and mm-hmm. I forget what it's like to um, act and feel like a normal person. And I think, ah, this is how I've always felt. This is how I always will feel. Life is stress. That is that is all. Uh, and then I stop being stressed. and I go, oh, oh, that's my <laughs> mental illness.
0: <laughs> we shouldn't laugh at that. Uh, you should seek help. We can. We
1: can. I. If, hey, it's my mental illness. I can laugh. That's at it true. If that's I want so you can to.
0: laugh at it if you want to. And I, I feel like I've just got permission by proxy at this point, right? Like I can yeah. just I can laugh yeah, yeah, at yeah. your mental illness with you. Um, knowing that I'm laughing with you and not at you, I guess anyway, is, the, is the key. Do you want to keep, you? You keep talking about that? <laughs> is that, is yeah, that um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'm good. What's up? Magic. I, I am actually, Wizards. I am super great. I am, uh, having a good time. Life is good. Wait, so I'm so, I'm so sorry. Quick question. Is mm-hmm. Merlin a wizard? Uh,
1: yeah, absolutely. Well, I refer to him as like, you know, a boy wizard sometimes. Uh huh. Um, uh-huh. I, I use those terms, but does the show. it might the show never says
0: the show never says wizard it's always a sorcerer um i don't know i don't know if that was the so he's
1: not a wizard
0: yeah not a wizard fact Um,
1: confirmed in this version
0: they probably just wanted to like like separate themselves from harry potter as much as possible right uh i think yeah that's why we yeah Yeah. merlin says trans rights and
1: (laughs) yeah does say that uh yeah, so even even Arthur says that, and he's pretty.
0: He, he's, he's a tricky one, but <laughs> yeah, even yeah. he says that. He's a he's a he's a conservative, but you know he still like has some trans friends. Um. Yeah what was what are we even talking about so
1: anyway last time on Merlin Gwen Morgana and Arthur joined Merlin on its quest to save his old village Mm -hmm. the friends rallied the villagers and taught them to fight back against the brigands threatening their peace but as the villagers struggled and died Merlin wrestled with his own struggles in an instant he could save them all with magic but fear of what Arthur would think of him stayed his hand until the final moment in the end the friends were victorious but only after Merlin's friend Will sacrificed his life and took the blame for the magic that saved them all leaving Merlin still uncertain of how he will ever reveal the truth of himself to arthur
0: i love it uh today we're discussing season one episode 11 the labyrinth of gedriff they said it it's been like a week since i watched this episode they say this in the episode and i was like i need to remember how to pronounce that they whisper it real quick but but now now (laughs) i don't actually think i'm saying it correctly it's like the fluttering of a bird's wing and you're like whoa (laughs) Arthur kills a unicorn bringing a curse down upon all of Camelot with the fabled city fast running out of both food and water. He is desperate to make amends and help his people to do so. He must listen to the mysterious Anora and he does not like what he hears. Will Arthur take anora seriously before it is too late? And if so, is he brave <laughs> enough to face the challenges that are thrown at him? Uh, written by Howard Overman, directed by Stuart Orme, uh, it came out November 30th in 2008. Uh, Arthur kills a unicorn pretty quickly in the opening yeah. of this. Yeah. Um, i like they, they do some pretty good comedy bits uh in a real subtle way like with arthur so we got arthur and his and his some hunting buddies uh creeping through a forest merlin is there carrying water i guess that's the only reason i can really feel like merlin <laughs> yeah, would be he's there just, he's
1: just carrying shit
0: who's uh who's like the lannister that has to carry around robert's wine in the first season of <laughs> game of thrones like i feel like that's what lancel <laughs> yeah yeah Lance Lance soul. soul yeah um so they're doing that, but Arthur's doing like some military hand signals, and like Merlin just has no clue. He has no idea how to. He's like, I don't, what are you doing? We're like, is that sign language? Like, is that, I don't know. Um, My but- favorite thing about the
1: hand signals is that I know Arthur's not really doing anything like special but he did he at least took the time to explain to his men like hey when i do this this is in this situation this is what this means i know he did i know he did because he doesn't do enough to signify anything other than something that was pre-planned but i appreciate that i appreciate that that they did that um but yes merlin is just like what the fuck are you doing (laughs)
0: um eventually he realizes he he wants to arthur wants him to flush the creature out so that they can shoot whatever they are hunting uh so merlin sneaks in The music gets more and more dramatic. Uh, He rounds the corner, and there it is, a unicorn. I will say... I'm just going to get all of our – I'm going to get some unicorn chat out of the way real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just a horse with, like, a thing glued to its head. Uh, yeah. It's a very pretty horse. It has a very long I'd mane. I'd say its most
1: distinguished feature is its, like, fringe. Yeah, like yeah. its hair that hangs down over one eye.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like- yeah. The, the mane it's, – it's got a pretty fucking killer mane, dude. Like, this thing is um, – this thing would be on the cover of horse romance novels if that was a yeah. thing. Yeah, um, it almost definitely is a thing, right? <laughs> it's hundred percent it thing. To be. I feel sh- like I've, certainly it has to be. I feel like I've played a horse boyfriend game before, so this is, it's almost yeah, definitely. Why why yeah. wouldn't everyone? This would be um, this would be the star of that video game. Uh, yes, but yes. the the horn is is a little. Uh, cheap it looks a Mm -hmm. little dumb in some places especially when the horse moves because it doesn't feel like the horn it is on there very well so sometimes it does a little wobble
2: it's Uh, the uncanny valley you know yeah yeah uh, you're not
1: used to seeing a horned beast like this in the wild that's why that's that's, that's magic jerry magic
0: um but but of course marlin is absolutely amazed at this he's like oh my god this is the most beautiful creature i've ever seen i you know i realized that, that i'm you know i'm i'm basically polysexual but now i have to really re- redefine my relationship status with all of the people that i know because i am in love mm-hmm. with this horse Merlin just mm-hmm. immediately falls in love with it uh but before merlin can do anything arthur just shoots it and it yeah. falls to the ground and dies uh Merlin he's is like, at- i'm
1: still gonna put my hand on it i'm not you're not depriving me of this yeah and he I'm sort of goes like, down with it mm-hmm. and comforts it as it dies saying i'm sorry which is very sad um yeah. arthur comes over he's very unfazed. He's like hey the unicorn. I <laughs> got a unicorn uh, over here. I'm walking here. <laughs> Um It's very. Weird. Everybody's very confused by his energy. Um, but in this, in this moment, Arthur doesn't notice that there is an angry wizard yeah. appearing in the forest behind him. I, I want to say that Enora, the the wizard, he never really gives off like scary vibes. Like ah. he's very silly. I think. He not in like a comical ha I'm laughing at you way, but like every time that when they're trying to catch up to him, he's just like walking down corridors and then not and then disappearing. Like he he doesn't really do anything
0: threatening. He he feels like he's a prankster wizard more than anything Yeah. Um, like yeah, yeah. and and obviously like they keep asking him for help throughout this episode and he's like it's not my curse to break and i just feel like he can't because he just doesn't know how to do anything like he just happened yeah, nobody, to see nobody this. told
1: him anything he's he's the messenger yeah
0: yeah this is and this is like the only time we're gonna meet this dude so i feel like this was his whole purpose in life like normally he just hangs out right yeah
1: yeah yeah he just hangs out in the woods like he's not a druid He's just a guy who lives in the woods who made a uh, um, a pact with the unicorns. That's all.
0: We don't even really see him do a lot of magic. We just see him like disappear and reappear in yeah, a short teleport. space. Which I mean, like I can do that in Elden Ring with the with the weapon war with the weapon ash, sure. you know, bloodhound step. So maybe he's just bloodhound stepping away from people. It's not even real magic. Um, how much FP does that use, Chris? That's what I have to too much? Really to find too much.
1: Um, anyway, they return to 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 Camelot. They are presenting the unicorn's horn to Uther, and Uther's all you know proud of Arthur because whenever Arthur does something awful, that's when Uther really uh, congratulates him. Uh, meanwhile, our boy Gaius is much less impressed by this um, because he knows that bad fortune comes to anyone who kills a unicorn, which I think is a given. If you see a unicorn you shouldn't kill if you see a horse you shouldn't kill it frankly
0: i don't <laughs> yeah. know what like, it's a real weird start there I, I, you would think that like uh i mean capturing it is, would be bad like but you would think like riding a unicorn like i be... think that if arthur came back
1: riding a unicorn and be like whoa
0: you, you would know that he is the king from legend right he yeah, i mean like, this would be the dopest like, king camelot yeah. has ever seen like yes. you, you're going to battle with a unicorn like what the fuck dude like you were it's gonna that's, be all that's the...
1: a whole you got a whole different situation going on there like, that's what's up um But killing one, again, even from far away, you go, oh, it's just a horse, don't shoot... I just don't I, don't. I feel like you don't hunt horses. You Don't you <laughs> so, shouldn't.
0: You have to do. I feel like if Nimue saw Arthur riding a a unicorn at her, she'd be like, you know what, they win. I'm I'm just done. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, I'm <laughs> I'm just going to drop this whole grudge thing. You guys, you got yeah. a unicorn. How did you even do yeah, that? Figured, I don't know. You figured something out. Yeah. in the Meantime, so I guess, I guess. See you later. I'm not mad anymore. I'm gonna go find the tallest, skinniest castle I can and live in the top.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Which is all you know. Very cool. That's a very cool place to retire. Um anyway merlin uh later after all the 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 horn is presented to uther blah 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 merlin goes to talk to guys afterwards um he he they don't really understand how how arthur could have taken any pleasure in this there's a lot of there's a lot of talk about the purity of this thing and and the the wrongness of this act um which it is it just i think as like a fan of fantasy like anybody who watches this you go like yeah no it's like definitely wasn't wasn't, wasn't cool it
0: wasn't a, a good that. thing to do yeah i think um, just even but there that, even, wasn't
1: really <laughs> necessarily any malice in arthur he just like is such a dumbass that he doesn't think about the consequences of his actions
0: yeah i don't even think you have to be a fan of fantasy i just think you have to be a fan of animals in general <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sure.
1: again even if it was no horn i think it would be fucked up to kill a horse <laughs>
0: uh, later uh, in arthur's chambers he's giving merlin like a list of chores to do but merlin is just like staring out the window um, almost behind the curtains but not like quite all the Way behind the curtains you know what i'm feeling you know what i'm saying when i'm saying saying that uh and he he brings it up again that arthur shouldn't have killed the unicorn uh arthur is completely unapologetic uh and this is when we're going to get a weird running bit of this episode uh where arthur points out that his i think it's his shoes or that his whole chambers are full of rat droppings there's a there's a rat Mm -hmm. in his in his uh, chambers um he gets summoned to summoned by uther Uh, And then we kind of do a smash cut to Uther and Arthur out in the fields and overnight all of Camelot's crops have died. Uh, They are officially on uh, rations for everyone. Um, it's, I don't. This is a this is a dumb fantasy show, uh, with some characters that I really love that do some stuff that I I really love. Uh, this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like instant death of all crops, and then also like towards the end of the episode, all of the crops are back. It's time to harvest. Is real, like yeah. I just someone want, it's, someone it's would it's see the onion, magic, grow. Bro. yeah. So I just want to have someone see like an onion spring up overnight, right? Like unicorns gotta be like top five most powerful. Easy, in creation easily, but only if you murder them. <laughs> Unicorn, uh, angels of Thursdays. Um, what else mm-hmm. we got in the, in that list? Like, I feel witchers. like whoa, strategy meeting. Mm-hmm.
1: We we learn <laughs> we learn. We lure the unicorn into the line of fire during war.
0: <laughs> Let the enemy oh, kill her. Wow, that's the thing, though, dog. If Arthur is riding the riding the unicorn into battle, uh, nobody would shoot at him or try to strike him because yeah. they're terrified Uh-oh. of the unicorn Invincible curse. Arthur up there,
1: yeah, yeah. If you kill the unicorn, you ain't got no food,
0: dude. What if you see that somehow? it was probably kill the unicorn if you tried but put Arthur inside the unicorn and then you could just have protect him forever and you'd have to yeah. kill the uh, this is not a really good plan but me and Guy are yeah. going to yeah. work up something it, in the lab confused, y'all, y'all keep doing yeah, it. But yeah. <laughs> then you have to give the unicorn a anyway, crown I, then the yeah, unicorn is, would think is, he's you know, ping,
1: I don't know The galaxy brain strategy is um uh, (laughs) forcing your enemies to kill kill unicorn unicorn, cursing themselves um anyway
0: how smart is the curse does the curse know that you're using the unicorn in this way true the the curse the curse (laughs) seems like it would know it does seem like it would know as as gaius points out in the next scene like the curse knows the difference between say uh like you know food crops and normal trees right so like because it didn't kill all of the trees um Merlin, of course, just thinks it's magic. Uh, we we see citizens starting to ri- line up for uh, rations, and we learn that Camelot is already almost out of grain and water. Uh, there's even some reports of looting, and of course, Uther defaults to his most <laughs> successful tactic of his kingd- kingdom career, uh, which is to say, uh, well, if you catch any looters, execute them immediately. Yeah, kill them like as quick as you fucking can. Mm-hmm. Get those people dead. The soldier he's telling it to is like, quick, kill them quick, because usually... You tell me to kill them slow. And he's like, no, 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 no. No torture today. Kill him quick. We don't have no, time. Kill them quick. Um, okay, I guess. We get this scene of Gwen. I hate my job. <laughs> yeah, this dude is like, oh, man. Uh, Gwen is, is trying to get some water out of the well, and all that comes out is sand. Uh, uh, so things are looking pretty bad for Camelot right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, Gwen says that she's sure Arthur will think of something, and then Merlin has to flirt back with her. Oh, well, if he doesn't think of something, I will. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, But yeah, yeah, so no food or water. Um, Gaius tells Uther that it's sorcery. Uther is like, mm. Mm. (laughs) Mmm. It always is. (laughs) (laughs) Uther always is like, no, it's not fucking sorcery. We have to find a real explanation for this. Oh, okay, it's sorcery. Let's kill them all. Uh,
0: Later that evening... Arthur is uh, out with the patrols, you know, trying to enforce the curfew that Uther has put in place uh, when this when i'm not even gonna call him a wizard when anora the guy the forest dweller uh shows up and starts doing his like disappearing routine around the castle he's just like kind of walking through corridors and stuff um eventually they are able to catch up with him uh after he finishes pranking them a long time he tells them that he is the keeper of the unicorns um and i don't believe him i don't Why do the unicorns need a keeper? What are you doing? Are you providing them with anything? Like, what are you? You're just, you are just, they're their messenger. Like, you tell
1: people that they've been
0: cursed. Like, that seems to be your. You're not laying out
1: feed for them. Yeah. Right. This (laughs) this
0: is one of those like (laughs) assistant regional manager or assistant to the regional manager situations, I think. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I
1: think, but maybe they do need a keeper. If this one's living in a densely uh, thicketed forest, that doesn't seem like great. Dude. I, landscape for a
0: horse. The more you learn about, like, the the, the the landscape of the world in which Camelot is, like, there's a fucking, like, labyrinth 40 there's this, minutes there away. There
1: is a, like, massive, like, 50 square mile... <laughs> maze hedge maze do you remember off the side of the road like down the road from camelot
0: do you remember like three episodes ago when they just went to a magic lake full of fairies and that was like a like a couple of hours maybe
1: (laughs) it it is not a camelot's not a heavily settled region i know shit
0: out there i know this is all based in england right and like this is supposed to be like and that's how everything is in england like everything is on top of one another but it's still very funny to me that like you could drive 30 minutes and get to a fucking hedge maze out of nowhere um
1: a massive one at that. This takes up a large, a large. Amount of a, real a, I mean,
0: somebody has to trim that bad boy too. Maybe this is what Anora does. This is how Anora gets he does busy. He's
1: out there trimming the hedges all goddamn day. He's do
0: not the, the keeper wait, do the, to the do unicorn. The unicorns live in the labyrinth. I mean, maybe they just. I mean, look. If I'm a magical unicorn, I'm gonna build a fucking labyrinth dude. What else do I have? To, I'm to do? Like I, well, I,
1: I no, I'm not. I, of course you would. I'm not questioning that. That's the first step. <laughs> build a labyrinth. <laughs> I'm a magical creature. Step one: build labyrinth. But build Step labyrinth. two but, is it <laughs> always live yeah. in labyrinth? And
0: step two is hide in the labyrinth and challenge people to come find me
1: <laughs> I but I just feel like I put a, maybe I put a riddle at the center of the labyrinth or a minotaur oh, no no!
0: we put the riddle on the front on the entrance of the labyrinth and like then you read the riddle and they're like well we're gonna solve this if we solve the riddle we solve the labyrinth but guess what Chris I'm a tricky unicorn no it doesn't the riddle is totally separate <laughs>
1: The riddle's a totally different thing. You're going to get to... a separate side quest. If you had checked your quest log, you'd know that it was a different side quest with a different map marker. You're going to solve the riddle. You're an idiot. Now you're in the middle of this fucking maze, but you don't have the quest (laughs) item to activate the center labyrinth piece. You can't even fight the boss. Now you're going to leave. Solve the riddle, then come back.
0: Oh, damn. God, I hate video games sometimes with the backtracking. Fuck. Anora, Keeper of the Unicorns, tells says, them, What's up? Yeah, that hey, uh, that Arthur is the one responsible for the crops dying, uh, that he unleashed a curse when he killed a, a unicorn. Uh, and Arthur, of course, responds to this the way that like they decide to write Arthur to do sometimes, which is by threatening mm-hmm. him. Uh, but before anything can happen, Anora yeah. just uh, Bloodhound steps out of the way um, yeah. and says that he's going to be tested. And if he fails even one of the tests, Camelot will be damned for all eternity. Um, Bummer. We get this uh, weird comedy scene with Merlin and Gaius where they're eating their little meager amount of porridge. and uh, There's so many fucking comedy bits with so, the food. Is it's <laughs> so weird. I love I it. It's like, very charming. I feel charming. like
1: the, the writers were like, it's a li- it's just too dire to deal with. Yeah. Like, no yeah, food yeah. or water for days on end for an entire kingdom we can't joke about it or we can't we can't get into it cuz it's too much so we just have to do silly little things with Merlin.
0: Yeah, Gaius. yeah. So we have to have Gaius boil some tea with Merlin's bathwater and give it to him. Look <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what? Um I mean,
1: it's boiled out. It's boiled out the uh bacteria, right?
0: Sure. Yeah. I I wrote gamer <laughs> stuff in my notes beside this because that's Can the kind boil of to do. I don't know. I I don't I mean, Probably. I guess if he boiled... If anyone can do it, it's Gaius. It's Gaius, Um, yeah. He's got all those fucking you know, beakers and and potions in there. He he can make it happen. Um, Back over to Arthur, who's in his chambers. He finds a hole in his boot, uh, presumably from this rat that's going there. Uh, He's extremely angry about it, uh, and Merlin is just kind of joking about this rat situation. The best part of this scene to me is... Normally, when we see anybody in Camelot, specifically Arthur and Uther, like sitting at a table or in their chambers, they have this like silver platter, and it's just like towered in foodstuffs. Mm-hmm. Um, for now the silver platter is there, and it's on the table, but there's just what looks like one single grape in the middle <laughs> of the platter. It's the last grape. It's just it's just one grape, and like they were like, oh, we had to get it, give it to Arthur because he's the prince, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. it's very funny.
1: Um. So, instead of trying to focus on passing these tests that Arthur is going to be given, he just wants to catch Anora. He thinks that catching him, arresting him, killing him, very much like his father, he thinks that's the solution. Um, and Merlin is trying to convince Arthur that Nora is probably telling the truth. He's like, bro, I touched that unicorn, okay? It was special. It was a special, um, special thing. And I saw Nora when the unicorn died, so I'm in the woods. Um, and I believe that he's telling the truth. Um, for some reason... Arthur thinks that he's now figured out Anora's Nora's next move. Yeah, so it's time to like set a watch that night.
0: <laughs> so they, the plan here is to set up a watch in the like food stores of Camelot, because uh, thinking that like, oh, he killed all of the crops in the field. Now he's going to come for our our our, our own our food that we have mm-hmm. in the storehouse or whatever in the larder. There you go. That's a word. Oh wow. Great. Um, So Merlin immediately falls asleep. Uh, Arthur eventually wakes him up. Uh, They see somebody. uh, They do a little bit of a stalking routine. And it turns out that it's just a dude named Evan who is stealing food for his children. Uh, And there's a tense moment because this is technically a looter. And Arthur knows that he has to execute all looters. Uh, Eventually he changes his mind and he's like, you know what? You can go take the food with you. Um, yeah. um and Evan's so He does this whole thing about like wouldn't it you know, it, is it harder for you to watch your children
1: go hungry than it is for them to watch their father die because he was stealing food or whatever. But yeah, eventually eventually Arthur does the right thing and lets him take his food. And Evan cryptically says, This will bring his own reward. Right then I would have been like, That's that's the guy. That's, that's riddles that's riddle speak, that's something. That's the
0: dude. <laughs> that's the dude. Um the next morning uh gwen is watching like some guards chasing down another looter uh and then she notices on the well that there's a little bit of a water drop uh and sure enough now that uh arthur has passed the first test and let a criminal go free <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> uh that, cut to arthur and merlin chugging, chugging the next, water next scene they're pissing <laughs> just pissing all over the place
1: yeah, and then there's this this crazy moment, which is very cool. Um, you know, they're like the you know the king of the king in the north scene in game of thrones where like all the men like chant together um we have like a scene like that in in the courtyard arthur's raising up a jug of water kind of dumping it down into his gullet and everyone's chanting first comes water then comes piss first comes water then comes piss yes and it's just this moment of like real triumph Uh for for the Uh people i mean the
0: music swells and then like the crowd kind of gets into a rhythm and it's just piss 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 it's it's glorious
1: (laughs) then arthur arthur kind of cocks his head as he realizes what they're all saying
0: wait wait a minute this doesn't sound very like, wait what <laughs> are they taking the piss who, says Arthur. Who started this <laughs> this is a weird thing um they uh arthur finally realizes like hey we should go uh we should sneak out and um no wait 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 no merlin tells arthur like hey you passed one test we got water back we should go seek out Endora." um mm arthur leaves and then we see a rat crawl out of his boot and then we see merlin just fucking murderize this this rat uh again just very this whole rat thing is very hilarious to me especially where there's it's just a whole there's a, a whole rat bit yeah there's a whole um, rat yeah, the thing. rat
1: the rat appears merlin uses magic to kill, kill the, the rat. rat
0: yeah how are you gonna st- how are you gonna do that to a rat man um, he casts
1: a fucking fireball on
0: this thing <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Arthur and Morgana are outside kind of watching uh all of um the, the people, people suffering. L- line, line it up for rations and water. Oh, uh, because
1: it's like refugees from like neighboring villages mm-hmm. of al all now
0: come here looking for food cuz this is Camelot, but Camelot, you know. Got nothing. It encompasses almost 10 miles of land. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yes. It's so funny
1: because so what Morgana is doing here with the help of Gwen is um they're basically smuggling food out of the palace mm-hmm. food that was meant for, for you know the royalty or whatever uh, and they're giving it to these people who who are neat so it's very nice but Morgana's out there in this like ridiculous like white fur <laughs> like, it's amazing. like it's the most like expensive thing she owns yeah, <laughs> like yeah. she's, she's like no this is my these are my riding clothes like Morgana you're wearing a your mink fur coat you can't just be out here in the streets <laughs> it, with that these
0: people are starving it's given a lot of uh, like Paris Hilden, Hilton stop being poor <laughs> yeah, vibes say, it's just like right
1: Maria Antoinette vibes yeah yeah
0: just like stop being poor like here's here's some yeah. cake i guess whatever like,
1: literally like literally why are you hungry we're giving you food
0: uh she's having she's having an off day there's no curtains around she's very discombobulated yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Marlin trying to do the right thing okay
0: merlin brings some food to arthur uh, and at first he says he refuses to eat if his people can't. Uh, and eventually Merlin talks him into going to the forest the next day. And he's like, well, if we're going to go to the forest and chase down the keeper to the unicorns, uh, then you, you, you need to eat. So he picks up this bowl of, of like, you know, soup basically and like starts eating. And he's like, what kind of meat is this? And Merlin says, oh, it's pork. And he looks at it, looks at Merlin, says, this is definitely not pork. And then it, realization dawns on him. Merlin has killed the rat and turned it into a stew and he is eating mm. rat uh, Arthur then shows his inner Joffrey we got a lot of game of Thrones stuff I've been watching a lot of Game of Thrones lately so but he kind <laughs> of st- <sorry>, <laughs> steps into some uh, his inner Joffrey and is like if you're gonna serve me rat stew I'm gonna make you eat the whole rat stew pot uh, and Arthur eats, a, or excuse me, Merlin eats a little bit and is like, hmm, this is kind of good. And then you could tell, like, Arthur is bringing over the entire pot is about to, like, yeah. watch this dude kill himself eating rat, rat soup. Uh, and fortunately, Morgana shows up and she's like, hey, do you guys have any food? And then there's this, like, a, like they look at each other like, huh? 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 What the-? It's such, it's, weird, such a, it's such a weird, it's such a weird bit. It's like a
1: Bantz a thing. they like, oh, we can, well, we both just got pranked by that. Like, we both just had to do it. Like, can, shall we prank another?
0: Yeah. It's very sitcom and I love it. It's very except, funny.
1: Except Morgana's going to take the food and go give it to the poor. And they're all going to be like, man, I thought you royals like had it
0: good. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> um, The next day we go off into the forest uh, where Arthur... Uh, sees Anora eventually, starts chasing him, but instead finds our friend Evan, uh, who is surrounded by food and then starts kind of making fun of arthur and yeah. really running this dude down saying you let this you let me go i'm just a thief i just wanted your food how how can your people trust you uther would have never been fooled by me that's why you'll never be a good king yeah. and eventually like you know just starts telling arthur like terrible stuff i heard your freestyles it's very bad you shouldn't you're yeah. not even rapping to the beat i don't even know who made that and merlin's like i thought the beat was pretty good <laughs> that was me yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: if style you, whack Is if you knew, uh, dance, whack the way he doesn't even like to smile whack if you knew how many times I've heard Merlin on the beat in a rap song, that's a, that's a, that, I don't know why, but I feel like that's a thing that's said often and like, I have
1: definitely heard it too. Yeah. I so. mean like
0: so, so, and so is Merlin on the beat and I'm like, okay, yeah, I mean, I get it. Yeah, I get it. But Okay. Anyway, uh, this goes Arthur into attacking um, Evan, who pulls out a sword and like is well, a- yeah. He
1: he eventually says Merlin's
0: bars are way better than <laughs> those will ever be, and is like you fucking take that from. <laughs> I like the, loses it. <laughs> I like the goth chick on the hook though. Who is that? And they're like, stop calling Morgana goth. It means something different right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole different Arthur drive
1: Arthur is very like he because he's got his ego really wrapped up in this mm-hmm. hip hop thing he's working on and to, to compliment all of his featured artists instead of him he's mm-hmm. oh he
0: can't take it he's basically like, like if you really think about it like if you put him side by side Arthur is kind of like a medieval Jack Harlow right like that's pretty much God. who Arthur hears right like if Arthur releases a new album and the only good songs yeah. the one with features and some of the features yeah. aren't even that great and then he insults Mary J. Blige for some reason which I guess in this universe would be insults <laughs> Mary Queen of Scots, maybe? I don't know. I yeah, don't know if I have something. my timeline there. But, and then Mary Qu- King, Queen of Scots has to come out of retirement and do a whole hip-hop thing to show Jack Carlo that she can rap and that she's not just some chick. I don't know if you've been keeping up with any of the drama lately, Chris. No,
1: I, that guy stinks. I don't know anything about him. I just, he stinks. I think he stinks. Okay. I, I, I don't think I've ever heard any of his songs. I just think he stinks. Um and that's that's where i stand on the matter you can't change my mind he stinks autumn, once i kind of formulate that somebody stinks it takes me at least five years to change my mind
0: i told uh, so, i told autumn i'd listen to some of the tracks on his new album because like little wayne has a feature on one of them and i was very curious what like a white rapper and little wayne would do uh a white rapper who is like very specifically not doing an eminem kind of copycat right uh, right and i was and I, so i told autumn like oh i listened to this and she goes what the fuck is wrong? She goes. I I have been married to you for a long time, and I love you dearly. But I love you a little bit less now that you told me you listen to Jack Harlow's CDs. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute.
1: Wait, wait, I don't have the CD. I don't.
0: Wait, I, I didn't go buy CD. it. It's on Spotify. It, it didn't cost anything. Like I just could listen to it. Like <laughs> I'm not... you really getting the semantics. Of it. Like oh hold on, whoa, 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 I never said oh, that. whoa, 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 whoa. So, hold, on. hold on, hold on, now, hold on. <laughs> so
2: all
1: of this is to, to is to really inform the situation here, where Arthur attacks Evan. <laughs> it isn't because he he thought he did a good thing but turns out this guy's a thief who he's just so blatantly be like uh like spelling it all out i'm like arthur this is a this is this is, a, this is the thing he's practically speaking in riddles <laughs> he's, like he's one step away from doing it yeah, by it, talking about the very specific things that you are doing
0: i am curious uh because i believe this is the last time we see evan in the episode he doesn't come back or anything uh yeah he gets murdered do you think evan is a real person or do you think he's like a projection from a unicorn horn or or do you think he's like th- a Sora? I think he's, he's a unicorn projection. Uh, with sure. like a little, like, you know, doodad to make him. Because in the comic books, like Nightcrawler had a little doodad to make him look human, uh, which is says more about the early comic books than you might imagine. But like, do you think he has a little, like, just a Sora has a little doodad to make him look, you know, like a shit heel? <laughs> do
1: do you think? we think that it's an uh, aura, whatever? Mm-hmm. I just, I think he's a projection. I think he's a projection.
0: Okay, that works. Uh, Arthur is. They they fight. Uh, Evan continues to goad him throughout the fight. Eventually, Arthur is going to land a killing blow when Evan vanishes and is like, and then Anora shows up and Anora is like, "Hey, why'd you try to kill Evan?" And Arthur's yeah. like, "Fuck you! you. Kill I'm going to kill you." You <laughs> defend your
1: pride. You have failed the test. For this Camelot will pay dearly, dearly. Yep. Um, and I wrote something else, but I fucked up all the quotation marks. There's a colon and a semicolon in this. Wow. I've also really not been doing well with my note taking. Um, uh-huh. So Arthur fails this test. Oh, oh the Anora uh, says your people suffering is not my doing. It is yours. So now finally, um, you know, every everything aside, Arthur re- is is being told directly, this is your fault. You had a chance to fix it. And now it's even more your fault because you fucked up again.
0: And back in Camelot, uh, not only have the, are the crops still dead, but all of the grains and supplies that they had stored are also rotten. Uh, they basically have no food. Uh, Merlin tells this to Gaius uh, and tells tells Gaius that Arthur will never forgive himself. Uh, and then, for another extended comedy bit, it's time for Merlin and Gaius to have a little dinner. <laughs> so
1: I had been I had been watching this episode a couple days ago, and then stuff came up. I had to pause it, so I just finished it before we started recording and i hit play here <laughs> the, first thing that I see. the last thing i have in my notes is about how all the uh, supplies have rotted and now they have no food mm-hmm. and then the first scene is this like serious scene of, of guys and merlin sit at the table just you know close-up shots back and forth <laughs> and it just goes like okay are you ready i hear it tastes like chicken <laughs> and he realized this whole scene is just a fucking comedy bit where they have to eat
0: bugs fucking crazy dude like they crunch it's really gross they don't taste anything like chicken they they say um
1: they're really like meaty like there's a piece oh it's a it's a whole thing they really enjoyed this scene
0: uh uther finds arthur doing his own uh version of standing behind the curtain uh, in the throne room uh and uther says that uh the palace has some supplies uh, but not enough to feed everybody and uther tells arthur to tell the guards to stop distributing food to the people, but to save it for the army. Um, mm-hmm. We're not going to, we're not going to feed the citizens. Um, it's, it's a moment of spectacular cruelty from Uther, uh, and that's further like underlined when Arthur says like we could ask the neighboring kingdoms they're only 17 miles away <laughs> like it would take yeah. a they're day they're very close yeah, this kingdom is so small you're just right over there look if you look out the window there's one now <laughs> it's a clear day yeah. we can see all yes. the way to magic land or whatever the fuck it's called i could walk called.
1: there i could send merlin there now
0: yeah well, we can make Mer- <laughs> we could watch merlin walk all the I'd way over i'd actually love to make it this ball. would be a really good day you could listen to me freestyling a little bit dude like uh uh-uh, uh nope 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 <laughs> not again. Yeah. Uh, I will not be much. caught in the cipher with Arthur ever again. I will again. not
1: <laughs> stand for this again. Um, but no, Uther is like, I'm not going to ask them. They would realize how weak that we are if we have to ask for food. Have you no pride? And then boom, dude, we get this low shot on Arthur's face. It's like a low shot, like right you know, from, from chin up, mm-hmm. super close. And he says, I cannot think of my pride when our people go hungry. They are all I can think of. And they cut back to Uther with that same shot. I was like, what is this angle? What is going on? I love it, though. This is... This it was just like suddenly it would like shit was intense I was like okay Arthur I believe you I believe you now that camera
0: angle said a lot Uther demands that he give this order and Arthur absolutely refuses um and yeah, says you know, have you're, to you're, get that
1: order yourself whoa dad and then whoa, leaves I'll, I'll be in my room
0: and then leaves the throne room and Uther yells at him it's your fault that you because you didn't catch that sorcerer to stop this so all of this is your fault so not only does he have a Sora you know, the guy in the woods or Nora. I think I keep saying his name wrong. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, I'm sure you're the... saying
1: the game of Thrones one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Am I really? <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, it's hilarious. I'm sure the unicorns get his name wrong all the time. It's no big deal. It's uh, not
1: important. It's not. You, yeah. Um, he's just a guy. Not only, not only is a fucking unicorn wizard telling him it's his fault, but his dad is telling him it's his fault.
0: Uh, Arthur and Merlin go up to the rooftops and kind of watch the people um, you know, still standing in line waiting for food. And he tells Merlin, like, hey, they're about to stop giving the food to the citizens, and Arthur's like, This is all my fault. Uh, and Merlin takes it in his own hands to go into the forest and demand to see Enora again, uh, who eventually shows up and says, like, Oh yeah, I can lift the curse. Um and says, you know, hey, you have to give him another chance like he's learned his lesson try him again and he says you have faith in arthur and moreland says i trust him with my life uh and for whatever reason this works uh Anora says you must go to the labyrinth of gedref and face a final test and if he fails camelot will be cursed forever um super dope like he could have just told me to go to the labyrinth i would i would go to a mm-hmm. labyrinth at any time mm-hmm. if you chris like i've kind of got some plans for this afternoon if you were yeah. like hey dude you want to go i got a labyrinth you want to you want to go do some labyrinth yeah. shit i'd be like autumn i'm sorry uh we have to go do labyrinth shit chris asked me so i have to and go she's like
1: what are you getting on a plane you're like no it's actually like right down the road just, which is the craziest. It's part it's just, just right down there it's, i don't it's know if you know like that really, like, me close. and chris live
0: 20 minutes away from each other <laughs> that's because that's yeah. what we live in the kingdom of camelot Yeah. so yeah
1: you know, we, li- we literally live in different kingdoms different time zones but it's only about 20 minutes it's only 20 minutes
0: uh back in camelot merlin suits armor up and arthur uh will not let him come with him to the labyrinth. Uh, and we, after an ex, kind of an extended writing scene, we have uh, one of the shots that I think is one of the coolest in season one of this, like, just enormous labyrinth maze, hedge maze spread out. It just out takes between. up so much space. It's huge and it's glorious. Uh, if you're watching along with the podcast or you haven't seen Merlin, uh, this is what I, I wanted to hammer this point on, you know, home pretty specifically when I first started watching Merlin I was obviously like it was very fun and it's a good cast and like they t- do some serious stuff but it's not like crazy emotional or anything um, but as, as the show continues and it's four seasons the budget goes up dramatically and these kind of shots like these huge like landscape stuff that we're used to seeing in like Game of Thrones or, or Lord of the Rings or, or whatever uh, will get better and better and better as the series goes like this is great mm-hmm. and like I was looking at some stuff in season five and it was just like wow holy shit or season four it was like holy shit this is great so yeah um i'm very excited to see that stuff
1: um arthur arrives at this um this village it was just down the road he could literally see it from his window so he's just he keeps looking back hoping that uther's not looking out <laughs> to spot him he's like i know morgana's watching but hopefully she won't tell uther um he heads into the hedge maze um being like i don't this was definitely... I think this was here before. Is it spooky and magic now? Who's to say? Um, Merlin follows him in shortly after. God, the, um, the music
0: they chose is like the perfect music that you would want to be listening to, 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 to while you're trying to solve a, a riddle yeah, and get into a Yeah, if I walked a into, a, into, a, into
1: a labyrinth and it was dead silent, I would be a little disappointed, to be you, honest. You want um, some
0: spooky sounds, like, definitely. Yeah. yeah. You want, like, um, Jack like, Harlow's first album, right? Like, that's really what you're... <laughs> Merlin Merlin and Arthur go in separate
1: directions. There's mm-hmm. no nothing to in, imply that Merlin is using magic here, but there's part of me that thinks like he can kind of like sense what he, where he's supposed to go. But he's yeah. also he's I think he's being led astray.
0: I'm surprised we didn't get a scene where he's like goes to the dragon and be like, "Hey, I have to like solve a labyrinth. Yeah, Can do you-, <laughs> you? Do you have the solution to it?" And the dragon he went, like he
1: went, and the dragon was like, "I don't fuck with unicorns. Don't even, wh- don't even talk to me." Yeah, about yeah.
0: I, I, I am not crossing a unicorn. Do you, they, are you aware of their curse? And Merlin's yeah. like, "Yeah, that's why I'm here. That's why I got to go solve a labyrinth." Like, "Hey, I'm not crossing a unicorn. I'm sorry. get yeah, I'm, do- I'm just not doing it. I'm just. Those not fuckers doing it. are mean and they're dangerous and they've got bars for days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Unmatched bars. Um, yeah. So they're wandering in there." And eventually, Merlin finds Enora, and holding a sword. and And Merlin's like, "Oh, sick! You're just leading, it, laying a trap for Arthur. That was cool of you. I don't know why he has a sword, but he does. Um, but because he doesn't <laughs> he use it. Doesn't He's use like, it. no. It wasn't a trap for Arthur. It's a trap for you, Merlin. And then suddenly the vines reach out to grab Merlin and pull him. <gasps> Got him. Up.
0: Uh, Arthur eventually finds the exit of the labyrinth, which leads to a stony beach uh on this beach he finds merlin sitting at a table with two chalices uh and there's like literal like table and chairs there what's uh, this
1: movie the one where like the knight plays against death or something on a beach it's an old black and white movie it's gonna drive me nuts keep talking
0: bill and ted's bogus adventure yeah that's what it is that this does happen in bill and ted's i'm, I'm pretty sure they're quoting the movie that you're thinking yeah. of but yeah um Anora says like hey Merlin is part of the test you need to sit down uh, and it's your old classic poison in the drink bit uh, mm-hmm. one of the goblets contains deadly poison one contains a harmless liquid I'm gonna need you to be a little bit more specific than liquid if I'm gonna put this in my mouth yeah. I'm just gonna say I mean, that you out gotta, loud you gotta give me what if, if this is piss if this is piss <laughs> I mean that might be harmless me, but, but I'm not drinking it there's been yeah. enough piss talk this episode the movie I was thinking of is the seventh seal Okay, uh, both of them, both of the, both of the cups must be drank, and each of them can only be drank by one person. So you can't take a little yeah. sippy sippy and then have the other person drink it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, they start trying to figure out like a way to win the system. Merlin says like, "Oh, I'll drink first. Arthur's like, "No." Uh, mm-hmm. Merlin's like, "Hey, I've got a great idea. Let's mix the two and both drink from the same goblet." And Arthur's like, "Oh yeah, that's totally good. Hey, look at that behind you." And mm-hmm. Merlin, classic, classic rube, just turns her just turns around <laughs> merlin Definition has, of a yeah you just you look it up and right below it is a picture of merlin it's great
1: uh he and then has, of course arthur scoops it up and 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 downs the the single goblet in one go there is some some good stuff between them here um some friendship here which i'm sure they will forget next episode mm-hmm. um but you know arthur is willing to die for merlin merlin is willing to die for arthur and he's like i didn't know you were so keen to protect me or whatever but he's like it's not your destiny to die here arthur a dragon told me i know um i think the nicest part here is that arthur who has accepted his own death uh he admits to merlin that he's he's glad that merlin is there with him uh
0: and that's when he pulls a little
1: trick downs the the poisoned goblet and um and and there we go
0: he cl- and then he collapses on the ground. Uh, Merlin tries to wake him up uh, by using all of his, you know just a huge breadth of, of medical experience that he's learned at Uh in this case it's just shaking his shoulder which is you yeah. know I
1: like it would just be really funny if he just like you know sticks his fingers down his throat forces him to throw up right <laughs> and yeah. Nora's looking around like what the fuck?
0: um Marlin begs andora to take uh to say like hey let me take his place take me instead don't take Arthur and Honora like hey homie he isn't dead he's just it's just a sleeping potion he's just gonna be like sleepy for seven seven to ten hours and Marlin's like yeah. seven to ten 10 hours seven to
2: ten <laughs> we
0: couldn't you couldn't just like give up you know, like half what? that like you, what do you mean seven to ten hours we i have get to sit back. here it's gonna be after dark you know arthur doesn't like to ride a horse after dark he has yeah, bad eyes like, oh. and they're like i don't know man i don't know i don't know what to tell you seven to ten that's what the unicorns told me that's what i did i don't even know
1: where this beach is <laughs>
0: Do we have to go back through the labyrinth? He's asleep. <laughs> He's asleep. What am I going to do here? Uh, how did you get here, Adore? Like, let, let me let me take the easy way out. Adore just
1: keeps shrugging. I don't know. <laughs>
0: Uh, eventually, you know, seven to ten hours later, Arthur wakes up. They return to Camelot where uh, all of the crops have come back in uh, and everybody is harvesting. You see citizens like just carrying huge amounts of like pumpkins around or whatever. It's yeah, very hilarious they to I can't believe me. All
1: the, you know, it was pumpkin season, believe it or not. <laughs>
0: uh, Uther shows up and is like, hey, you did good work. And Arthur is kind of like, uh, yeah. He's, he's kind of, like, surprisingly unwilling to take any praise for this. Um, mm-hmm. Instead, he goes and finds the unicorn horn uh, and takes it out in the forest with Berlin uh, and buries it and also apologizes to it, saying he should not have killed him. Um,
1: so earlier we got a little bit of, um, you know, uh, Anora says, killing a unicorn that was pure of heart means you'll be cursed until you prove or the person who kills it proves that they are pure of heart. And because he was willing to die for Merlin, that proved that he was will- uh, pure of heart in in you know in his willingness to do that. Uh, and then here, as they're burying the horn, we get the rest of the voiceover from Enora, where he says, and when one who kills a unicorn proves himself pure of heart, the unicorn will live again. So just as they bury this horn, the two of them look up and they see that beautiful fringe
0: off in the distance. I There's the it. unicorn. Uh, and that's that. We're never gonna talk.
1: That's gotta be like this, like, dude. Unicorns unmatched magical power, dude. Like, you literally curse whoever killed you to Uh like they're gonna die. There's nothing they can do unless they prove themselves to be a good person, and then you just get fucking resurrected for your trouble. Like, that's all all around. Unicorns have the most powerful magic. Easy,
0: number one, number one, top of the food chain. Like, I feel like I feel like even the dragon would be like, no. I'm not gonna like because the dragon. The
1: dragon doesn't fuck with the unicorn.
0: Yeah, the dragon got caught by Uther, which is a huge demotion in points. That's that's too Humiliating.
1: Humiliating.
0: Absolutely humiliating. I mean, like the magical like creature kingdom, right? Magical creature Facebook has got to be just just. Oh my god! And the dragon
1: can't even post on there to defend himself.
0: No, no, he's not even there. Oh, dude, some fucking um, I can't even come up with a magical creature. I was gonna make some joke about like a harpy's dissing him in like yeah, a the, rap song or something, and he can't even the hear chimeras it. Chimeras are, are ripping him
1: a, a new one. A chimera <laughs> that got killed by Arthur. Those those magical spiders in that cave. Even they're talking shit about the dragon. Uh,
0: very good. This is a great episode. Um, it's it's real goofy at times. Uh, but it has a magical labyrinth and has unicorns. And, I think like, I think they a, I'm here knew.
1: You know. We're doing a unicorn episode, like it has to be a little playful because Mm
0: -hmm. it's hard to take a unicorn seriously. One hundred percent, yeah, yeah. That I think that's going to do it. I like this one a whole lot. Uh, Next week, great episode. uh, It's going to be uh, Uther dying, maybe props, (laughs) possibly. Fingers crossed. (laughs) We love it. We love to see Uther dying. You know,
1: I and again Merlin continues to to just be a really fun show, and fun is definitely. Important to have, you know, it's not always the best anything else, but but Merlin always makes me like laugh or smile or something. I always have a good time watching it, which is which is important,
0: absolutely. Yeah, um, and like another weird thing, we're almost done with season one.
1: That's crazy, we have that three is crazy. What, episodes left episodes? in the season.
0: Yeah, th- there's three left, so I guess that's 14, 12, 13, 14. Um, so I don't know that we've talked about this kind of publicly but uh back in the days when we did monster of the week uh between seasons we would do like a feedback episode i'm gonna go, kind of go ahead and open that up uh and say that if you want to talk about your merlin experiences or anything about the podcast to go ahead and send those in um just go to the website still his kingdom keeps. Cool, hit the contact button uh you can also dm us on twitter at his kingdom keeps uh and it if we have enough of that stuff to put together a feedback episode, we will, we will pr- maybe do one. Um, but I'm kind of thinking that with as slight as compared to supernatural, uh, as slight as the fandom is, uh, we may not have enough to put that together. And if not, I will save all your responses and we'll do one long, like series feedback episode. Mm. Um, and we're not going to like get guests on or anything like that. We're just going to, just, it's going to be me and Chris. Um, so Yeah, I just wanted to mention that uh, if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash monster of the week. Patrons get episodes of this podcast early, so you can get them on Mondays uh, or, in the case of a holiday, a Tuesday um, instead of Thursdays. And you can also join our Discord and talk to other listeners of the podcast. Thank you so much to all of those people that are doing that now. Also, thank you to the uh, people that are leaving reviews and ratings on various services and all of the, like, 200-something people that have to suffer through me getting kind of tipsy and posting Merlin beams on the Twitter account (laughs) which which is what I was doing this weekend while watching Game of Thrones Uh, Uh. so uh, yeah thank you everybody we'll be back next week bye bye Hey, folks. Jeremy here. Before we hit the outtakes proper, just wanted to cut in and mention uh, that Chris asked me about the new Star Wars show on Disney Plus, Kenobi. And I uh, talk about the first two episodes, which were out at the time that we recorded this podcast. Uh, I don't necessarily spoil details or anything, um, and I uh, don't—just one significant thing— um that's kind of the premise of the show uh, but i just wanted to mention it i don't think it's a major like going to ruin your enjoyment of of the show or anything but i just wanted to mention it in case you're trying to go in absolutely blind because you know we're sensitive to spoilers around here uh that's it enjoy the rest of the outtakes with chris and i um i think at one point i read star wars poetry so <laughs> i guess enjoy that <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you just scared the hell out of me. What do you mean? <laughs> I am so terrified right now.
1: Hello. Was it because I stuck my tongue out when I said it? Hello.
0: Yeah, that was that was it. Was definitely the tongue action. I, didn't, I just I felt realized. that through the microphone. <laughs> that, uh, I just realized just, when I did my uh my mic
1: check a second ago, I was like, oh, I haven't woken up yet. <laughs> Like my mind is active, but my voice is uh, very much not active yet. So we gotta we gotta we gotta talk for a minute so so that we get to the main podcast. (laughs) So you can wake up, (laughs) I can actually speak. Like I feel fine. Like I'm. I feel awake, but I'm like my voice is not
0: awake yet. (laughs) I've uh, I woke up uh, pretty early this morning, and then uh, waited for Autumn to get up, and then we cleaned the kitchen, and um, I've got a giant pile of like. Um, trees and and branches and brush and stuff. Um, Mm. so I also had some very old gasoline. Um, so Mm. those two combined, uh, and you can you can you can get you can get your fire going, man. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I had one of those moments where I poured like five gallons of gasoline on this thing, uh, and then lit a box, and then let that burn down to the gas, Uh, and I was like, man. I don't really know anything about bad gas. I just know it's like old, and I need to get rid of it, yeah, right? So, yeah. I and I know like I'm not supposed to use it. So, like I'm. I've had ex- bad gas, but I've never like yeah. you know put it in my car. The only way to stop b- guys with bad gas is <laughs> you know good gas with good gas, good guys yes, with good yeah. gas. Um, oh God! But uh, so it's burning down, and then all of a sudden it goes. Uh, I hear like a. <laughs> and it, I guess like the flames or whatever and the gas, like, it, I don't know like it was almost a lake of fire like oh, yeah. around it. it activated? It, everything activated all at once and I was like, oh no. And then it like <laughs> just, like I had that moment of oh my god, I have made a terrible mistake. Bad gas yeah. isn't not flammable, it is extremely flammable it's and explosive. I'm burning <laughs> yeah. and I'm burning the whole place down. Uh, you but just no. looked at that fire and you said, this is a metaphor for self-destruction. This is a metaphor for self-destruction and then I get my I don't even think it was my, my writing my, class, my I think class.
1: it was somebody else's writing class where somebody wrote a story that they had to read to the class, and the the story was like, yeah, it's about a man who, like, first he sets his car on fire, and then his house, and then he, or whatever, but then at the end he, he sets the house on fire, and, and he stays inside of it to burn, um, which none of that is funny, that's not a funny story no, it's not, it's not a bit. but after the kid read the story he looks up the class and says it's a metaphor for self destruction <laughs> and for some reason that'll never ever leave my brain that's incredibly funny because it's like no yeah no i know <laughs> we all know <laughs> it's literally what you wrote i don't even know if it's a metaphor that's literal
0: self-destruction that's really, really good.
1: Oh, it wasn't even bad. It was just so funny <laughs> that this kid thought he needed to point that out. I haven't thought about that in like 10 years. That, maybe, that uh, brought a real maybe, chuckle to me.
0: <laughs> maybe they didn't get it. Maybe <laughs> you know they didn't saying? get maybe, it. Maybe, maybe they, they didn't get it. Maybe they didn't understand my art, and I needed to explain it to yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. There's, um, that reminds me of that story about um, Fiona Apple, um, who was hanging out with Quentin Tarantino, and it was like another director guy. Um, but I can't remember. Maybe it, maybe may Fincher. I don't, I don't remember who it was. Uh, but Tarantino. But they were apparently like all coked up. Um, and she just described it as the worst night of her entire life. <laughs> it was just a miserable experience she had ever had being around a coked up Quentin Tarantino.
1: I can't imagine.
0: Oh man, that dude's so like energetic. That guy talks just too much, just like regularly. Yeah. Very, very out the box. So yeah, uh, I I cleaned. Autumn made blueberry muffins. We planted damn. two trees, and then I almost set the world on fire as a metaphor for how sad I am about life. And so. it's
1: it's so it's nine thirty a.m. where you are right now. It is yeah. I got an hour on you, and all I've done is play Fire Emblem on my phone, and then
0: um, watch Merlin. <laughs> if you uh if you want to go hard, like I, I came back inside after planting the trees, took a shower, ate a blueberry muffin. <laughs> And then played video games, and that's what uh, I was doing when you texted stuff, me. Huh? Uh, when you texted me, hey, let's let's do some stuff. And so now we're doing stuff. Now I'm here. We're doing stuff. We're doing stuff.
1: Yeah, Jess is still asleep, so I thought, you know what,
0: get it done. Let's do this. <clears throat> let's get it done. We um, I I had a moment of panic because uh, Autumn and I had our weekend planned, and uh, she was when you and I agreed to do this on Monday. Our original plan was that I was going to be going over to um, film her. Which I usually do like between ten and twelve, so I'd have the whole afternoon free, basically. Uh, but then our plans changed, and we decided she went to the barn yesterday, mm-hmm. and today was today is our like we're gonna have a brunch thing. We're making croque uh, sewers and some it's some baked goods we're gonna watch a movie and that kind of thing so like we we're in pajamas on the couch when you texted it i was like hey
2: <laughs>
0: would <laughs> <sorry>. you rather <laughs> she's like go do it now and i'm like okay cool <laughs> knock we'll knock it
1: out. out we'll knock it out i have mm-hmm. one last request and then we'll talk about merlin no no we, i don't we I, dude we have i'm mean, not on a time schedule here let's, let's i mean i'm but i'll get hungry so um oh, it's okay, okay. <laughs> uh excuse <laughs> me as me, excuse um a request. I haven't is, watched. Is I haven't watched Kenobi yet. I haven't watched Kenobi okay. yet. But I want you to describe what you've seen without spoiling it. Just give me give me your thoughts.
0: Um, general thoughts. Uh, it's really good. It's a cool. much stronger opening than Boba Fett was. Uh, Boba Fett felt like real cheesy. Um, I felt like the characters were paper thin and we were talking in all, all kind of awkward ways. Does uh, Does Boba Fett ever get good? Yes. Uh there's okay. two episodes where it turns into Mandalorian and those two episodes are really good. All right, cuz I'm going <laughs> to resub to Disney Plus and yeah. when I do, I will watch uh Boba Fett just cuz you know I have it, but I'll there's it one it. there's one episode of Boba specifically uh that is, is like required Star Wars lore. Um and I could okay. I could look that up and just tell you which episode that is. Um but the rest of it I think it's, it's pretty much garbage. Even like the big scene at the end I thought was pretty dumb. So, um Okay. There's a couple of like Clone Wars stuff like scattered through there that like you know, uh, if you've liked Clone Wars, you might like mm-hmm. this or whatever. Um, but yeah, there's maybe one or two episodes of both that I feel like are worth watching. Uh, Kenobi okay. has a much okay. much stronger opening. Uh, people are really upset about canon stuff, which like guys, y- y'all just right. everybody just needs to calm down about Star Wars canon. Like nobody cares. <laughs> I promise.
1: At this point, <laughs> at this point, you can't care anymore. You, gotta you can just roll yeah.
0: it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the big. The 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 big surprise, and um, so this is coming out like a week afterwards, uh, and I sh- and it shouldn't be a surprise, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this, which I guess is considered a spoiler, but you're gonna learn it like ten minutes into the episode, right? Um, I because in the pre- in the trailers we've seen that he's like on Tatooine, he's mm-hmm. watching over Luke, so like I expected some young Luke action in this, right? Yeah. Uh, what I did not expect, and what seems to be the premise of the entire show. Is it for it to be a uh, like a buddy cop situation with Obi Wan and young Leia?
1: No way, really.
0: <laughs> and uh, I I will that's... say that that like that hook right there is great. Like it's just so that's fantastic. That's So funny. That's yeah, so funny. It's so good. Is she, what, is she like ten? Yeah, yeah. They're both ten because it's ten years <laughs> after uh, the third episode. Um, oh,
1: that's pretty funny. Well, that would I mean that makes sense because. We never knew her to to like know Obi One, who was her only hope. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's that's kind what of like people are upset about. Line. Is like,
0: yeah, people <laughs> let that they're they people are upset about that because like I guess people are saying that that meant that she didn't know. Obi-Wan Kenobi um back like in the future but now of well, course just doesn't she just she does didn't know. have his like cell phone number. Yeah, yeah. Like and I'm like I don't care. <laughs> like I just literally don't care. Like I have no you guys trying to fit all of this stuff into movies that are I'm like so forty years old. I'm so willing to just old. accept things if it, if it is If it's good. Anything, if cool, it's just fun. You know? yeah. yeah. And it is. And I, that's the thing. Um the special effects are really good. Uh there's some like really kind of wonky stunt work which I don't really care about. Like there's a there's some um parkour scenes that I'm like Is it was it necessary to do the backflip that reminded me of, (laughs) (laughs) but but also like who cares? Uh, But yeah, I watched. I was surprised. Is it
1: Obi Wan doing backflips or is it just like (laughs) because it's really uh, hard to imagine uh, like Alec Guinness like that version of Obi Wan. Yeah. this this one obviously it's still you McGregor, but he's very close to to a new hope at this
0: point, right? Like five, ten years off. Um, he's got to be. It's got to be ten years, right? Because isn't yeah. Luke nine nineteen at the in the beginning so of the know. movies? I've
1: never I've never been able to put an age on Luke.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the funny all thing t- is that
1: he, he's probably he's young. He's young in the first one. Young could mean fifteen. Young could mean twenty five. He's young in the first one, and he comes back in Return of the Jedi, and he's in his forties. That's all he's I know. So
0: <laughs> old, and he's ancient. <laughs> Uh I, I have seen some people say that how funny it is that um, you know, at the end of episode three uh obi-wan is like i'll take the boy and i'll hide him um from you know from the empire or whatever mm-hmm. and the senator uh is like i'll take the girl we've always wanted to adopt a girl and then they they split and obi-wan's method of hiding um luke is to take him back to the planet where his father is from name yeah. him luke skywalker yeah. and then and put him with uh <laughs> anakin's like half brother owen <laughs> or whatever <Yep. laughs> It's it's like it's
1: the, it doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. No, not at all. And like you
0: can't. That's just. I mean, it, it would have made it would have made even less sense if Luke wasn't named Luke Skywalker. Like we, we had yeah. to have Luke Skywalker in the first Star Wars movie it, that came it was out. Like, like right.
1: It, it of course it was it was just oh he's an orphaned boy who kind of lives with like distant relatives because that's his situation. His father fought in this war and died and blah blah, blah and you know he's got no family. Um, but yeah, as soon as they had to go back and explain it. Yeah, it doesn't make like, any sense. Like, first of all, whatsoever. it's like, how did their mom die? Like, we know all this about their fo- hit their father, of course, it's Darth Vader. But what happened to their mom? Oh, she just lost her will to live. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, she just stopped.
0: <laughs> yeah, she, she just, just stopped. Up. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: I know that her, I know that her, the man she loved that she risked it all for, like, like slaughtered all of his friends and some children, and like he did all the worst things that you could possibly do, and then he choked her for a minute. But you got to live for your children, Padme. What's your problem? <laughs> I think she
0: died in childbirth, right? She dies like after childbirth. She like, does. Oh, okay. Yeah. can't I, I thought, she, I thought see, it was I, childbirth. I think infected. it's sort
1: of implied that she di- like she probably dies from complications of the pregnancy. Um, yeah. But it was for it was like a movie for like. 13 year olds yeah, yeah. so she just like looks details. at obi-wan and she's like i can't and then dies
0: and let's face it george lucas probably knows less about the about the about, a, about a, the female body mm-hmm. than um say sam winchester does and so like he probably was just like sure. i don't know after you have kids you die that's why i've never just, had kids that's, yeah right that's why i've never yeah i refuse i love my wife too much i love my wife i don't want her to die and provide me with a child i <laughs> people keep trying to tell him he's like no
1: I'm like well i guess he's adopted all these kids that's that's good it's great you know he's a he's a freaking billionaire but um <laughs> he just he's,
0: georgia reasoning is a little off i will um they released two episodes um the first and second episodes, and I, I do know... I, I can I can definitely tell why they did that. The first episode is really, like, slow and methodical, and it's really, like, setting the tone and kind of uh, showing, like, the status of the world everywhere. Um, and then the second episode is, is a much more typical, like, action-packed kind of mm. episode. Uh, this is,
1: like, this is like prime Empire time, right? Like, they're in their glory. Yeah, the yeah, rebellion yeah. hasn't really made much of a stink yet. I don't really know, but that's well, what I'm assuming.
0: Yeah, yeah. The the Empire has taken over. Um. So, like, we... This is after all of the prequels. So, like, all of those battles are done and the Empire is won. Uh, Order 66 uh, happened 10 years ago. So, most of the Jedi were immediately murdered. If not, they're on the run. Um, th- that's kind of one of the parts of the story is like chasing down mm-hmm. some Jedi. Uh, you know, it,
1: it makes a lot of sense that they would expand canon and have all of these Jedi who survived. Because, in a you know galaxy we're not just talking like a planet or a country or a city like it's a it's a whole fucking universe full of people like of course it's not going to just be obi-wan and yoda who lived like it yeah. makes sense that there'd be others but at the same time i'm like um actually uh <laughs> they were the last ones what is who are these who's cal Kistus or whatever his yeah, name is? yeah
0: yeah there's cal uh there's also i don't remember the dude's name but the uh there's two jedi from rebels that are rumored to be right. getting um their live action debut. In,
1: Thrawn is in rebels right Thrawn is in rebels um, i fuck with thrawn man i gotta fuck watch thrawn that. is
0: good uh, and you know ahsoka is is i mean home girl rosario dawson was at like the star wars thing walking around with a little robot from uh rebels so like i would i would expect to see some 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 of those people start showing up oh, yeah, i forgot Obi-Wan. that she like
2: fully
1: she was fully in yeah 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 <laughs> the oh yeah,
0: yeah 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 she's just uh, she was just there doing all she's kinds fully of cool there. stuff yeah, yeah yeah all right and it's it's cool. wild uh the Ahsoka stuff is so good, my dude. I was I was talking with um a, a, a mutual friend on Twitter uh, who had just like binged all of Clone Wars, and I was like, "Yeah, now now you have feelings about Ahsoka." And they were like, "Yeah, yeah, I do." Now I want to watch the prequels. And I'm like, I went through all of this like two years ago. Congratulations, you're now yeah. a weird Star Wars fan, just yeah. like me. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna see a robot and go like, ah. Everybody says <laughs> that the
1: Clone Wars makes. Um what's it called, so much better? Um, the prequels. It's, or Revenge like, of the Sith in particular, it, it supposedly, is a lot better.
0: Yeah, yeah. I um, So they did a cut. So they went back to the Clone, war, clone Wars uh, and did season seven like 10 years later, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that, sp- that season specifically is like, basically happening during the events of the, of the third movie of of episode three. Um, in fact, it's so much so that you can, if you look around on the internet and some devious places, you can find people who have remastered the entire movie, to to intersplice these scenes (laughs) within it Um, so you can watch one four-hour version of this um, which includes all of the ahsoka and anakin stuff which makes all of the anakin stuff in the actual movie a thousand percent better and more understandable Mm -hmm. um because with her kind of reflecting her as his Padawan and her reflecting like the journey that he's going through uh, and trying to be legitimized as a Jedi and not just like brushed aside and dealing with the, the weight of prophecy and all this other stuff. It actually makes all of that stuff that happens in the movies way more meaningful and impactful. Mm. Uh, and it's really fucking solid. Also I, I I'll always talk about this. I think it's one of the best things David Filoni has ever done. When order 66 happened, you can see it in, God, I sound like such a fucking nerd. I'm so (laughs) sorry. (laughs) When Order 66 happened and all of the clones turned on the Jedi and started murdering them, in the movie, you see the Jedi immediately turn against the clones and start fucking slaughtering them. Um, but in Clone Wars, Ahsoka, you've had like seven seasons worth of mm-hmm. them fighting together, right? Like they were literally fighting the, the, the Empire.
1: Yeah, they're comrades. They're, the they're comrades. Names, yeah, you know? yeah.
0: They, they they know each other. They're not just like faceless people. Uh, and she goes out of her way to try. She knows that she can just fucking slaughter them like they're, they're clones. Uh, the only advantage they have over the Jedi is numbers. But she goes out of her way to try to save them. In the movie, like even fucking that little weird gremlin Yoda just just slaughters them, no question. Yeah. Um, and when they when she eventually does, when the clones that are around her eventually die, like she goes through the process of like fucking burying them, and what has to be one of like the most emotional scenes I've ever seen in a goddamn cartoon in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> and again, I know how much of a nerd I sound right now, but no, it's I don't okay. know. Man. I, it's get, okay. I get excited you know, about some of this stuff. I'm
1: glad that the that the, the the animated series can help redeem Revenge of the Sith for for other people you know i've said this all to you before but you know i was eight when phantom menace came out so it was just like this is sick like let's get we're gonna go to the store we're gonna buy our lightsabers and we're just gonna mess around like it was just the sickest shit ever they're doing front flips and shit it was the stuff we always dreamed about and then when when i would watch it on vhs um i would just always fast forward through the parts where like the trade federation was talking (laughs) not interested not interested but and then i think i was in maybe sixth grade when Attack of the Clones came out and I never I never liked it. <laughs> Even when I was like twelve, I was like, This ain't for me. I this think I'm done it. with Star Wars. <laughs> this is but not but I was in eighth grade when Revenge of the Sith came out and that redeemed it. Like everybody was suddenly like, We're all back in on Because again it was just it was good enough for a thirteen, fourteen year old that it was just like, This is fucking sick. This fucking rules. I had a history teacher who I know I've told you this before. I had a history teacher who got like a pirated copy, brought it into his yep. class. Mm-hmm. And he just wa- he would watch it with us, like so. It take it would take us like three days worth of classes. I think classes were like fifty minutes in middle school. I don't remember. It would so take us like three, three, four days to watch it. But he did that with every class he had. So he watched, <laughs> he he watched the Sith it. In
0: pieces. <laughs> he watched the like first third times. Of that movie eight times a day, <laughs> and the second third eight times a day. That's really he great. Was
1: this like super hard dude from, I, I think he was from Brooklyn. Um, he he had like damaged his vocal cords so he had this really hardcore rasp on like a Brooklyn accent like he was just like the toughest dude you'll ever see in your life and he just brings in this <laughs> pirated copy of Revenge of the Sith to watch like a hundred times with, with school children and there's no question of like that we're not gonna adapt this to real life politics or real life history and have you write a paper he was like no 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 no. no, no. today we're, we're watching we're... Revenge of the Sith I hope you guys have seen the other ones
0: have <laughs> yeah, if you miss a day of class you come in and you're at the second part of a movie like what the fuck <laughs> like there were so many kids in our class who had never
1: seen star wars didn't know what we were doing it was a incredible
0: that's very that's very awesome All right. I, uh, I, I, those pirated copies i feel like that's the first time people were starting to like really figure out that they could film movies um like bootleg movies were common but i feel like like stuff in the theater getting to the internet that was right around yeah. the like, first time that this started happening cuz man I remember so many of that so many movies floating around like that like oh man I have this camera up of Star Wars you can watch Star yeah. Wars at your house it's still in the theater like that's a, that was an amazing thing uh, oh boy, oh boy. Star Wars watch 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 Obi-Wan cuz I'd I'd like to get your opinion on it and don't feel like you have to watch any of Boba Fett um because you don't like don't feel like do you have to do that because that'll just be a bad time
1: i do love obi-wan so um Mm -hmm. you know he's she's probably like top two favorite characters for me yeah yeah yeah.
0: (laughs) this is doing this is doing the work like i feel like you know ewan is is um is really good on this um so i think you would enjoy it
1: all right uh should we talk about merlin
0: we should i drained my
1: coffee but it's gonna take like four or five minutes to refill this sucker so i'm not i'm not gonna
0: i'm not gonna go But you mean, why why does it take that long to refill a coffee? It
1: doesn't. It takes like... Okay, I'm going to go refill. Let's time it. Let's see. (laughs) BRB.
0: (laughs) So, I just typed Ahsoka Poetry into Google. And... (laughs) Of course, there, there is Ahsoka poetry. The Jedi are only all right. They left you, you alone to your plight. Now you're running faster. What became of your master? You turned in your green blades for white. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one's long. Hold on. Here I stand, alone in life. I can't go back, but I can't go on. Ahead of me, I see strife, but my old life is gone. I don't look back. I can't go home. I can't go back. I have no home. I heard your voice. It spoke to me, but I made the choice. It was not done easily. My past is behind me. My life is ahead. I realize I am free. This fills me with dread. Dread and a nonsense of hope, yet I am alone. How can I cope? My choices are all my own. I will make you proud. I will be the person I know that I can be. That was written from the perspective of Ahsoka uh, as she uh, leaves uh, Anakin um, because she is disenchanted with the Jedi Council. Just Just some Ahsoka poetry for your day. There's a lot of fan art of Ahsoka, too. Ooh, there's a name poem. A is for ambitious, big achievements await you. H is hospitable with a caring heart. This isn't a poem, this is just sentences. S is for self-made, exploring your own path. O is for open towards healthy criticism. <laughs> K is for kissable. <laughs> no. A is for awesome. You do what you enjoy. Ahsoka, a self-motivated individual. Wow, this is this is Chris wasn't kidding. This is a really long coffee get. So this is minute like three, I think, of him getting coffee. Like, what kind of coffee does he have that it requires this much? Someone made a meme about how everybody hated the prequels until they became a quote fire meme template, and now the people love the prequels. It's very funny. Surely it has to be back soon. This is and this is a ridiculous, ridiculously long time to get coffee. I just never had to talk this this much into a microphone Hello. alone. Oh, hey, there you are. If you um if you listen to this episode when I edit it and post it tomorrow, uh, mm-hmm. go back to that section, um okay. because I found Ahsoka poetry. Um, oh my god! <laughs> and read a little bit for Wait, everybody. Wait, like
1: POV? You're Ahsoka. This is your poetry, or <laughs> a poetry about Ahsoka? Uh
0: huh. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. All right.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. All right. Fresh cup of Joe. I got a new I got another uh, bottle of water. Why do I sound like this? What happened? I slept with my face like in front of the air conditioner all night. Now mm-hmm. I sound like this. That's what this is.
0: Um <clears throat> <laughs>